What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammett, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face and hearing my voice. I'm a clinically diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into the therapy, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder, said toxic people, said toxic traits. Today's episode is going to be about do narcissists, how do narcissists feel about animals? Can narcissists care about animals? Do narcissists, you know, do whatever with animals and whatnot, y'all? So before we get started on today's video, y'all, make sure you hop on Amazon and check out my self-love journal. Lee Hammock's self-love on Amazon help you rebuild that self-love, regain that identity and all the other, all the other good stuff. So the link is in the description of every single video I do and podcast I do. And like I said, go on Amazon, search Lee Hammock self-love. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Do how do narcissists feel about animals, y'all? So I'm, I'm going to say it depends because some narcissistic people absolutely love animals. Some of them do, y'all. And they, they absolutely love animals. And one reason they, especially you see a lot, some narcissistic people that have dogs. One reason narcissistic people love dogs and cats and whatever is because they feel like they can get unconditional love from animals. They feel like that no matter what happens or that, that, you know, if they're having a bad day or if they're sad or whatever, or if they don't bring it, if they're not a hundred percent, if they're feeling down or whatever, guess who loves you unconditionally? Guess who's wagging their tail when you come into the house? Guess who needs you to feed them? Guess who's dependent on you and things of that nature? That dog, that cat, that animal, whoever you're dealing with. So you do get some narcissists that actually do really, really care about and love their animals, you know, albeit a dog, a cat. Whatever animal they can get, they feel like they can get some type of supply from, some type of love from, it would not. Some of them will absolutely get supply from their animals because they get that validation from their animals every time that they see that. Every time that they see the animal, or every time the animal sees them. And like I said, in particular, it's going to be dogs or whatnot, but you get some narcissists that like cats as well. They have the little cool cats that they be chilling with and fish and hamsters or whatever the animal is. You get some narcissists that absolutely adore animals. They love their animals and whatnot. They, they love to have their animals around and all the other good stuff. They just absolutely do. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of people who follow me, y'all have narcissistic people that do like the animals, that do love their animals and whatnot. But here's the kicker. Sometimes they only like and love the animals, right? Sometimes they only like and love the animals. Sometimes... Like I say this all the time, narcissistic people, we have like I, I, what I call limited emotional capacity. Like we can feel all of the emotions, y'all. We just don't express them in a healthy way, you know, a lot of times. And plus we get really, really emotionally drained. Like we get emotionally overloaded throughout the day sometimes. And when they come home, especially if you have animals, when that narcissistic person come home, comes home to you, and they just ignore you completely and they just start rubbing on the animals and rubbing on it like pet they'll come home ignore you ignore the kids go right to the dog where's the cat at you know they'll do things like that they will only show love and give that last little bit of that the last little bit of love and affection they have throughout the day they'll give that to the animal rather than give it to you so sometimes it can be an issue where they only care about the animals where they only love the animals and whatnot because they, they you know some of them absolutely do love animals now, some of our narcissist people only like animals because they can control you with them. Some some narcissists like animals that, or they'll buy an animal, they'll buy a cat, dog, pet, or whatever, um, chimpanzee, lion, whatever, whatever the damn pet is, y'all. They'll buy a pet 
together with you to bond you to them more. They'll buy, buy a pet with you to get you to love them more, you know, to, to make it harder for you to leave and whatnot. They'll, they might not even like animals, but they'll get one with you just so they can bond to you more, just so they can keep you around more, just so they can love you more. You see what I'm saying? That happens quite a bit in a lot of these scenarios. Well, they, they'll, yeah, oh, well, let's go. I know we, what we need is a dog. Y'all go buy a dog. It's kind of similar to like when narcissistic people try to convince you to go like grand gesture or whatever. They might not even like dogs or, or animals or whatever, but you've been, you've been wanting one for so long. And guess what happens? You get ready to break up with them. And guess what happens? They come home with a kitten. They come home with a cat. I know, I know you always, whew, oh yeah, I'm still kind of tired from Orlando. I know you always wanted a pet and here was the pet. Here's some kittens. Here's a dog for you. Just love me. You see what I'm saying? That happens quite a bit when you're dealing with narcissistic people, y'all. They might go get an animal with you just to control you with that and just to bond to you more and just to kind of keep you from leaving. You know, that happens as well. I know a lot of people are just like, what the hell? There's so much going on with these narcissistic Yeah, y'all. It's not easy dealing with a narcissistic person. Never said it was. Never said it was. You know what I mean? So some of them are only like, it's kind of like conditional love. They get a, they, they give that pet or their animal love just because their their pet or animal is serving the purpose. You know, when that purpose is revoked, when that purpose goes away, let's like say you want to break up with them or whatever, they might try to keep the animal and not even care about it. They might try to, you know, just act like they don't care about the animals or whatnot. So it just depends. They might give animals conditional love, you know. And here we go, y'all. Here's the last part of it right here, y'all. This video may be short and sweet to the point, y'all. Some narcissists do not like animals. Some narcissists absolutely hate animals. They don't have anything to do with them. Like, do, if they meet you and you have an animal, they'll try to make it seem like you love the animal more than them. They'll try to change up. Like, you've been asleep, you've been sleeping with your dog or your cat and your cat in your bed for a long time. But now they come in there, they don't like animals, so they kick the dog or the cat out the bed. They make you change your whole animal's routine up and the whole schedule up right there. You had an inside dog, now you have an outside dog. You know, you had a cat that only, you had a cat that stayed inside all the time. Now you got an inside outside cat who stays outside most of the time. You see what I'm saying? They'll, they don't like animals. They will try to drive a wedge. And sometimes they don't like the animals because the animal is competing with you for their attention. You see what I'm saying? You, like, you can't fully give me your attention if you're focused on this dog that you have for seven to eight years. You focus on, you focus on this emotional support dog or emotional support cat, ferret, ferret. Rabbit, whatever animal you, whatever animal you have that you got to support yourself emotionally, maybe through a hard time, maybe you grew up with this animal. They might not, yeah, they might treat those animals horribly because they feel like you love the animal more than you love them. So they feel like they're in some kind of constant competition with your pets to get that love from you. They got to keep, they have to get rid of the pets. You know what I mean? Sometimes they will absolutely get rid of the pets. And sometimes, y'all, I've heard stories. Yeah, if you're dealing with a narcissist, the person that abuses your animals, you need to get away from that person because they're going to end up burying your cat in the backyard and just saying they ran away. They're going to end up burying your dog, uh, throw your dog into the woods somewhere and just say the dog ran away. I'm just telling you, this happens quite a bit when you're dealing with some, some, a certain subsect of toxic narcissistic people where they will actually harm your pets. And if they're harming your pets physically, emotionally, whatever, what do you think they're going to do to you? You may, especially against a defenseless animal. They abusing your defenseless animal, like putting their hands on it, kicking it, throwing it, whatever, refusing to feed them, torturing your pets on animals. What do you think they're going to do to you? 
If they can have that much disdain for a pet or for an animal, they can't defend themselves. What are they gonna do to you? You see what I'm saying? They're gonna they're gonna drain your life force. I hear too many stories about narcissistic partners unaliving your dogs or your cats or whatever. And if they're doing that, buckle up. I'm just telling you, if they're doing that to your animals, they're going to eventually do it to you. You know, and that's probably a little bit more. If they're hurting your animals on purpose, they're probably a little bit more darker. They're probably a little darker than just narcissists. They might be, you know, some some sociopathy going on there if they're doing that, doing something like that. You know, but be very very careful. You know, because some even the, like you you get into a relationship with narcissists sometimes. Well, they'll, they'll use the pets as leverage to keep you from leaving. They'll argue in court for custody of the animals. They'll try to co-parent with a dog. They'll try to co-parent with a dog with you. They'll try to co-parent the cat with you. Like, you get the cat half the time, I get the cat half the time. Just to try to remain in your life. So watch out for that as well. I know people are just like, but I love my animals. I don't want to let them go. What if, what if, what if I had to leave and I had to leave the cats and the dogs? What if, what if, I, feel so, I feel so bad, y'all. Be very wary because narcissistic people will absolutely use them as leverage to try to keep you in a toxic relationship sooner. I mean, keep you in a toxic relationship way longer than what you want to be because you stay for the dogs. You stay for the kids. I've heard of staying for the kids, but some people stay because they love their dog and the dog won't have anywhere else to go. They can't find, they can't find a safe apartment to rent or whatever, but they'll allow dogs or they'll allow cats or whatever animal it is you have. You see what I'm saying? So some people feel like they get stuck because of the pets. Don't let them take don't let them take their pets and keep you stuck in a toxic relationship because they absolutely will, y'all. And that's just me being realistic. They will absolutely use your animals against you. Not all of them, I already said. There's different sections of narcissistic people and how they feel, you know. So be very, very wary because like that, they, they, they absolutely will use your animal as leverage. They'll they'll threaten to unalive it. They'll threaten to call the you know you know they'll try to they'll try to get full custody of the animal. And not ever let you see it again. So imagine, imagine you owning an animal for a very, very long time, and then you break up with your toxic partner, and then they somehow get custody of your your for your cat or your dog that you have for five, ten years. That's going to drive you. That's going to drive you insane. So be very, very weary, because if you think you're dealing with a narcissist or a toxic person, don't start adding things to the relationship, like a like kids, like a you know bait ba- kids or animals or buying a house together don't take more steps y'all don't do anything with this toxic person that's going to keep you bound bonded to them or bound to them for a longer period of time because that's not what you really really want hey i'm not trying to i'm not trying to tell you what you want but that's not what you need in these dynamics in these situations so be very very careful you wascally wabbit you mean but anyway y'all thank you for tuning into another another episode I truly appreciate every single one of y'all because, you know, I said as much as y'all feel like y'all learn from me, I learn even more from you. And don't forget, y'all, hop on Amazon, get that Lee Hammock self-love, I love me, self-love journal on Amazon. And if you already, got the, if you already have the journal, I truly appreciate you purchasing the journal. Can you give me a good review on it? Please, please, please. Anyway, y'all, the next meetup, the next workshop is probably going to be in Charlotte, Charlotte or Raleigh, North Carolina, somewhere around there, maybe Atlanta, Georgia. We're trying to figure something out, y'all. Stay tuned for more. Like and subscribe for more. Mr. Hill, this is out. Peace.